Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call it Money Pit is presented by the Angie app, LL Flooring, Total Tech, Bank of America, and Deep Sentinel. Now here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And what are you guys working on on this summer day? Are you just lounging around the pool, around the lake, around the beach? Or are you taking on a how-to project? Maybe you're stepping up your outdoor space. We're just approaching mid-summer here. Actually, I think it's crested, hasn't it? We're ha- Summer's half over. No way! Oh, my gosh. We waited so long for it. Now it's half done. But the projects, if they're half done, well, we can help you definitely finish those. So whatever you'd like to work on, we are here to help. That's what we do. We answer your questions about your home improvement projects. Your DIY dilemmas, your decorating decor questions are all great places for us to lend a hand. You got to help yourself first, though, by picking up the phone and either calling us at 1 888 Money Pit or you can post your questions to moneypit.com. So, coming up on today's show, have you guys made any energy saving or other improvements to your home that upped its green factor, maybe made it a little more environmentally friendly, helped you save some energy? If you did, those improvements could help sell your home quickly and for more money than you thought. We'll tell you why just ahead in today's smart spending tip. And kitchen backsplashes are super important to keep your walls behind those counters clean, but they can also be a fun and affordable project that you can do yourself if you go with tile. We're going to walk you through this in a bit. And you probably know what a good case of sunburn can do for your skin, or I should say to your skin, (laughs) which we saw a lot the first half of the summer, by the way, people walking around all over the place looking like (laughs) lobsters. Everybody's happy to be outside. Oh, yeah. But there is too much of a good thing. But here's the deal. That sun can also do a lot of damage to your house in terms of your furnishings. If it's getting in the windows, it's getting on the carpets, on the rugs, on the furniture, and it can really fade it out. But there is a way to deal with that. There is a UV film coating that is so thin. This stuff amazes me. It's made by 3M. And I actually used it some years back in my car. And you know how hot a car gets like on a summer day? It's incredible. Because when I went to the 3M um, plant, they gave me a tour once. And I learned that there are like hundreds of layers of different like films or filters that are in this very thin film, which is like, you know, it feels like saran wrap. It's so thin when it goes on, but it actually is comprised of hundreds of layers and it filters out the exact waves of life that do the damage. So this stuff is available for your home and we're going to talk to you about it and it might be some you might want to consider. 
But first, we want to help you tackle all of your to-dos with confidence and create your best home ever. So what are you working on? Maybe has the grass dried out because it's been too warm. Maybe you're finally redoing that backyard sort of hangout zone because you're realizing it doesn't work for how you've been using it this summer. Whatever it is, we're here to lend a hand. We're working on our houses, too. So give us a call. 888-666-3974. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Daryl's on the line. and needs some help with a home improvement project. What's going on? How can we help? Last year, we put a deck. Well, it's sort of a walkway, but it's essentially a deck. We used uh, treated lumber, and but okay. my wife wanted it painted instead of, you know, just stained like wood color. Mm-hmm. So I painted it white. And I was listening to your show last week or whenever I was listening to it, and you were talking about how it's not good to paint a deck, just leave it the regular wood color and stain it. So should I try to get the paint off of it or just kind of let it weather like it's going to do, and then when it's time to do something, try to strip the paint off, or what's my best course of action? Well, if you've already painted it, that ship's already sailed. So okay. <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to be worth you trying to trying to get the paint off. If it, you know, if it ever gets to the point where it really looks bad, then you know you could probably just uh, take off the decking and put up composite, which will you know Not be fair. basically timeless. In terms of the paint that you used, was it a solvent based paint? Was it an oil based paint? What was it? I think it was just water based paint. I usually do all water-based stuff because I don't like messing with all that oil. <laughs> I don't blame you. But the problem is that water-based paint um, doesn't have good durability as a, on, a, on a floor, which is essentially what that is. So, look, if it looks okay now, I'd just live with it. But if you get okay. to the point where you want to repaint it again, I would probably strip, I wouldn't strip all the paint off, but I would get off, you know, make sure I'm getting any loose paint off. And then I would prime it with a solvent-based primer, and then I would paint it and I would use a solvent-based or, or oil-based paint because yeah. it is definitely a harder surface, and it will stand up a lot better. When you clean it, I, you know, if you just use a bucket of water and a scrub brush, you know, like a floor brush to clean it, that's probably right. all you're going to want to do. Because I'm afraid if you use a pressure washer, you're going to start to peel that paint right off. Yeah, it's anything right. you know stronger than a garden hose. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's kind of what I figured, too. I, I don't know what I was thinking when I painted it, <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's the first deck we really had. We, you know, never really had a deck before, so yeah, guess that's a rookie mistake. <laughs> Thanks for yeah, your Well, help, listen, though. if it turns out that it, it doesn't stick very well, then it could be a blessing, and you just take it all off and start again. Yeah, we always <laughs> recommend stain and solid color stain because it's got a lot of pigment in it, and it, it kind of fades nicely over time. It doesn't look worn very, very quickly, and when the when it really fades, then you just put more on top of it. Okay, good luck with that project. Thanks for reaching out. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right, and according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring, we get socked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. 
Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's AirDoctorPro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. All right, now we've got Janie on the line who's calling us from Washington State, and she wants some help with a project for her 92-year-old aunt. What are you working on? Well, my aunt lives by herself still. She does very well for herself. And she lives in eastern uh, Washington State where it gets pretty cold. She has a house that she's been in since 1963 when it was built. And she wants to see if she needs to upgrade the heating system because she's talking about selling her house. She's got a radiant heat in the ceiling and a couple of the rooms. The heat, heat doesn't work. So she's yeah. talking about maybe getting a heat pump or something like yeah. that. Radiant heat's really expensive. Gosh, in Washington, she must be paying an arm and leg for her electric bill. I would definitely think, and you mentioned she's on a full basement, I would definitely think that a heat pump is probably going to be a more affordable and efficient way to go. But since she's selling the house, I know that when you sell a house, you know, sometimes you're like tempted to try to do all the things that you've been putting off over the years to make it more attractive. But frankly, right now, it's a very hot market for homes. She may not have to do this work if if you do want to get some ideas of what needs to be done, what you could do is you could have your own professional home inspection done. So home inspectors typically work for buyers, but smart sellers often get the inspection for themselves so they can see what the home is going to look like in the eyes of a buyer's inspector. And home inspectors with good experience of doing hundreds to thousands of inspections can you know give you a good sense as to what you might want to update and they have no uh, conflict of interest, unlike a realtor or a contractor might. So that's one way to kind of figure out sort of where you're at. But I don't know that I would spend a lot of money on it because with the market as it is right now, there may be people lining up that are happy to buy it exactly the way it is and then do the work themselves, perhaps as a part of some other work that they're going to get done. Yeah, that's what we thought because where she lives is a Washington State University. So my mom always called it a university with a town instead of a town with the university. <laughs> so there is yeah. plenty of people who want to buy a house and then with a full basement, they rent out the basement to one student and they'll rent out the house part to somebody else. Yeah, I, I think you may want to speak with a good experienced real estate agent in the area and ask them the opinion as well, as long as you get somebody you can trust. Because I, I don't see it being probably worth your aunt's while, given the market that it is today, to uh, to go ahead and replace the entire heating system just because she thinks it needs to be done. If she was going to live there, I'd say, yeah, go for it. But she wants to sell the house. She wants to get as much money as she can. You know, let's save her some money on a heating system she may not need. Yes, I agree. That sounds like a good idea. All right. Good luck, Jamie. Thanks so much for reaching out to us. You're welcome. Thank you. So, Leslie, I discovered a really good trick with Simple Green this weekend. I was doing some painting. It was using an oil-based or solvent-based um, stain, like a urethane. Okay. And i got to tell you, no matter how many times I, like, soak the brush in mineral spirits and then I wash it out with soap and water, I follow the directions, whenever the brush dries out, it's kind of, like, crackly and a little bit stiff. And then, you know, when you loosen it up, you start painting again, you end up breaking off bristles. So I was like, there's got to be a better solution. I remembered that Simple Green can be used actually to get grease off of engine parts if you use it 100%. So I grabbed a little can, like a, it was like a little uh, pea can, you know, where we had some some canned peas that had yeah, yeah. been finished. And I washed it out, dried it out, and then I filled it with Simple Green. I stuck the brush in it, and a few hours later, I took it out, rinsed it again. It was soft as the day it came out of the package. It worked brilliantly. It was so easy compared to all the work I used to put into keeping those brushes clean. So a uh, really good idea. Uh, just kind of tried it by putting sort of a couple of things I knew about the product together, but you guys can try it. And let me know what you think. That's so great that you were able to save that. 
Joy from Illinois is on the line and has a question about a roof. How can we help you? Yeah, I need to replace my roof because it's like 22 years old. Okay. I kind of want to do it myself because I've done other home improvement projects, but I just don't know the proper way to do it and uh, all that. So what kind of roof are you thinking about doing? Asphalt shingles or or something else? No, I want to do a metal roof so I don't have to do it again. Okay. Do you plan on spending many, many years in in this home, Joey? I mean, like 30, 40, 50 years? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Because, you know, metal roofs are much more expensive than asphalt roofs. And they're, you know, what the industry calls an investment grade. In other words, it's going to be around a really long time. So if it's done well, uh, you won't have to do it again. Does this roof have a good pitch on it? Like, do you know what the slope of the roof is? It's a bungalow house, so it's not really a steep pitch on there, no. What's involved in this project is, and regardless of whether you put asphalt shingles back on or not, I would recommend you take the asphalt shingles that are there off and get down to the sheathing. Make sure the sheathing is in good condition. And then you're going to put an underlayment on top of that. Uh, Now, Grace uh, makes a lot of good products that are designed for this better than tar paper kinds of stuff that you would put down first. And given the fact that you're in an area that where there could be a significant snow, you're also going to want to use a product called Ice and Water Shield, which goes along the bottom three-foot edge of the roof. And what that does is if you get ice dams that form like in the gutters and start to melt and push water back up under the roof, it stops the leaks from coming in. All that work is important, and it would be done regardless of the type of roofing material that you use. If you want to install a metal roof, you know, it's generally not a DIY project because uh, it requires a lot of sort of special skills and practice. If you're super handy, you probably could do it yourself. Um, you may even need some some tools, like, for example, a brake, which is a big tool for folding metal that people that do this all the time would have on the back of the truck. Uh, it might be something that you can rent. But if you decide that the metal roof is too much work and too expensive – You could put asphalt shingles back on, and what I would do is I would use like a good 25-year shingle. You can use one that has a nice pattern to it. It could look like cedar shakes or slate, and I would make sure that I have very good roof ventilation because typically older homes that are of that age don't have enough attic ventilation, and so the attic tends to overheat, and that shortens the roof life. So what you would want to do is install a ridge vent down the peak of the roof from end to end to open that up, and then couple that with soffit vents at the overhang so that 24-7, 365, you would have a wash of air in the soffit vents under the roof sheathing and out at that peak, at that ridge, which will keep it very even temperature, keep it at that ambient temperature, which makes the shingles last as long as possible. If it's done well, you could get a roof that lasts you 25, 30 years easy. Okay. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. Good luck with that project. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. 
and its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U dot com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, in the years you've owned your home, have you made energy saving or maybe other improvements that have upped your home's green factor? Well, those kinds of improvements are popular, and they could also help you sell your home more quickly than the competition. We're going to explain how in today's smart spending tip presented by the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card. Now, if you've lived in your home for a number of years, you've probably made improvements to make it more energy efficient or taken on projects that reduce maintenance. Or maybe you selected materials that were produced in a way that limits any negative impact to the environment. Improvements like these all add to your home's greenness, and they're a valuable consideration for a potential home buyer, but only if they know about them. Yeah, that's why it's smart to create a green inventory of those elements. You know, you want to list every improvement that have reduced your home's impact on Mother Earth. Now, these could be new appliances, faucets that use less water, or even LED light bulbs that use less energy. And don't forget about building materials that last longer and need less maintenance, like fiber cement siding instead of wood. Definitely. What you want to do is list each element in a green inventory, like a separate attachment, and have it available for review by potential home buyers. You can bet the neighboring homes you'll be competing against will not do this. Buyers will be impressed, and you just might get the sale over competing homes in your neighborhood. And that's today's smart spending tip presented by the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. All right, now we've got Dawn in Nebraska on the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? Well, we'd like to redo a bathroom that has an old tub and the shower that's got the kind of a plastic sheeting. It's not plastic, but the oh, some kind of that gross stuff you glue on the wall. We'd like to take all of that out, including the bathtub, and then tile the shower and the shower floor. My question is, if we tile the shower floor, um, do we have to put a lip to keep the water from coming out, or is there some way, if we tile the entire bathroom floor and shower the same, would you recommend some kind of uh, 
elevation drop just a little bit into the shower so the water doesn't run out, or is that just a no-no if we've got to have a lip at the edge of the shower? Okay, you're missing one critical component of the bathroom makeover you describe, and that's that's a shower pan. Right. And so I would recommend you purchase a shower pan and use that to install the pan, the, the bottom of the shower and the drain of the shower. And there are shower pans that you can tile over if you don't want to see the shower pan. But frankly, it's so small. And when you tile a shower pan, it's just such a maintenance hassle because all the water sits in there and ends up making the grout look nasty. I would just use a standard shower pan okay. and then tile right down to the pan. You can connect the drains to the shower pan. The shower drains all be integrated there. Then you tile right down over the lip of the shower pan, and this way you have a nice waterproof seal. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, if you do a, the soap dish, or I'm not sure what else to call it, in the wall and you want to recess it in so you've got like an 18 by 18 area to put your shampoos and such. Can that be on an outside wall? Will you not smush your insulation to where it doesn't work or does it have to be an inside wall? Yeah, that's a good question. I I, I would tend to avoid that, I think, because, yeah, you would have no insulation in that space. It would end up being very, very cold. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I would tend to put that on an interior wall. Okay, very good. Thank you. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, kitchen backsplashes are the panels that are above your sink and stove, and they protect your walls from splashes of food, you know, water, food, oil, cooking, all that stuff. It basically makes sure that your kitchen walls stay clean, and they've been around as long as kitchens, but in the last decade, they've seen a leap in unique patterns and designs, with the most popular being tile backsplashes, which totally can be a do-it-yourself project. It's easy to install, and it's super affordable, and it's a great way to step up the style in your kitchen. Now, step one is to select your tile, but not the design. That'll come later. What we're talking about is the material the tile is made of. Now, generally speaking, you have ceramic tiles and porcelain tiles. They're easy to clean. You have natural stone tiles, which are okay, but remember, they're very porous. You've got to seal them. They're prone to chipping. They're hard to clean, and they've got to be sealed every year. So I don't think it's the best choice and then you got to decide between individual tiles or mesh-backed sheets of tile. The mesh-backed sheets are great. They're convenient. And if you're doing small tiles, they're going to be easier to handle. And so it would be a much easier installation. But it probably will limit your design options. All right. Well, next you've got to think about that design. And what do you want your design to accomplish? Now, are you thinking about a focal point? I mean, that's key. If you're using the most expensive tile, you can consider it using it only in one space, like maybe over the stove, and then you can use a more standard or affordable tile everywhere else. That's really going to increase that visual impact, but also save you money while you're doing the project. Remember, you can mix and match. You can keep the counter color and material in mind, or you can go completely, you know, in an opposing color to it, sort of contrasting. Anything that you think works can really be great for the design of your space. You also want to visually enlarge the space. If you use the entire tile backsplash, say, around the whole room, it can actually make a smaller space feel larger. And remember, the way you lay that tile out, is it horizontal? Is it vertical? Is it diagonally? Are you sort of soldiering the joints? Are you staggering? All of that makes a tremendous difference in how that space looks and feels. So play around with it a little bit before you actually set that tile in place. 
Now, once you've locked down the design, you want to think about the adhesive options. You've got a few. You can use a Mastec, which is kind of adhesive that is either organic or it's polymer-based. Works great on vertical surfaces where you want the tiles to stick immediately and not, like, slide down. There's a couple of types of mortar to use. You can use sand mortar or epoxy mortar. But I think on uh, on backsplashes, those are hard to handle uh, because, again, the tile is not going to sit exactly where you put it. Now, another option are stick-on mats, basically a double-sided adhesive mat. It's really convenient. You cut it, you apply it to the wall, and you stick the tiles right to it. And the best part is you can grout immediately. And here's one more tip for DIYers. Use spacers. There's like you're not like given up by saying that you have to need spacers. It's not like you cannot be proud of your project because you're using spacers. People say I don't need those spacers. No, you do. The spacers help keep those tiles equal and even. There's no faster way to pick out a amateur tile installer than tiles that don't line up. I mean, it just screams amateur. So don't do that. It really makes a job look professional, and it totally makes your installation process very, very easy. Now, when it comes to grouting, you have to think about what your tile is. Now, is the grouting sanded or unsanded? And that really depends on how far apart the joints are. Now, narrow joints of about an eighth inch or less are going to get unsanded grout. Joints that are eighth inch or wider get sanded grout. Now, the sand is going to help sort of bulk up that grout and keep it from shrinking in those wider joints. I mean, that's generally for a floor situation. Backsplashes are going to be those smaller joints, so the unsanded grout is most likely what you're going to use. And just like the adhesives we've been talking about, the grout also comes in either a cement-based or an epoxy-based. Now, the cement-based grouts are porous. So they're going to stain, they're going to look a little dirty. You do have to maintain them to keep them looking brighter. And the epoxy-based grout comes in both the sanded and unsanded versions. It's great for high-traffic areas because it's impervious to most stains, which is why in the kitchen, that's a really important choice. Absolutely. So if you choose well, this is totally a DIY project that you could knock out in a single weekend. So give it a shot. It makes a really big visual impact. Cheryl in Virginia, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? I have a cement porch. Uh, the house was built in uh, 1981, and it has a cement front porch to it. And it, along the edges of the porch, it's cracking and crumbling, like, off. And okay. then in one portion of the porch, it actually has a, you know, water stand there because it's a dip. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering if there's a economical way I could fix that to make this porch last a little bit longer. Yeah, and there's a couple of things that you could do. You could either resurface the whole porch surface or um, you could mix up a recipe of quickcrete products that could be used to patch uh, those badly chipped or spalled areas. Now, <clears throat> the key here is that you just can't buy a cement mix in the bag, mix it up, and be done. Because when you're trying to adhere new concrete to old concrete, you need to use products that are designed to make that bond possible. So if you go to quickcrete.com, you look at the listings for projects. There are actually one-sheets there that give you the step-by-step for repairing badly damaged concrete. There's also a one-sheet for resurfacing concrete. And I think one of those two applications and the products they recommend there are going to work. It is a do-it-yourself project, and uh, it's not terribly expensive. The products are very affordable, and the instructions are there, too. But make sure you follow them. It's like mixing a recipe. You can't leave out, uh, you know, one item, or it's just not going to come out right. Okay. And then, now, as far as along those edges, that we have to probably build up a sidewall. You could mix it up into a consistency where you could trowel it and reform the edge. 
Wow. Okay. Cool. Thequickcrete.com. Thank you so much. Don't forget to enter the Safe at Home Sweepstakes presented by Deep Sentinel. You can win a three-camera system worth nearly 1900 bucks, or one of five single-camera systems plus a full year of live guard surveillance. We've got like 4000 bucks worth of Deep Sentinel camera systems to give away. And I love these guys because it's the only service that has 24-7 live security guards that are monitoring your feeds. We've been using it for a couple of weeks now at uh, Money Pit HQ, and we absolutely love it. Now we've got David from Illinois on the line who's got a question about a well system. How can we help you today? Uh, it's my son's well. He has a uh, well in his house, and it uh, the water system has air pockets in it quite often okay. so that uh, the water will be running, and then they, uh, an air pocket will will uh, expel water, and, and sometimes you know, it will shoot out of the sink or, or what have you. And so I was wanting to know what you can do to... Uh, get rid of the air pockets in a uh, well system. Does the system have a pressure tank on it, David? Uh, it has a pressure tank, I believe. That sounds like a problem with the pressure tank. If the pressure tank is missing or if it's not installed properly or if the bladder has failed, uh, then you're not getting a chance to build up pressure and then feed off the tank. You might be feeding directly from the well, which could account for the air blasts. So the first thing I would do is look at the pressure tank see uh, what kind of condition that that's in. Uh, That's most likely what's causing the air getting into the lines. Okay. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, if you've ever spent too much time at the beach or the lake, you know the damage sun can do to your skin. But did you know it can soar right through your windows and doors and do damage to your home as well? It can because of the UV rays. They can fade fabric and paint. They can drive up cooling costs, and they can whitewash wood surfaces. We'll share a few pro solutions to prevent this in today's pro project presented by Angie. Yeah, first of all, the most obvious way that you can stop that UV light from getting through the windows is with shades. But that also means you need to manage the up, the down, And let's face it, that's not always going to be a priority. I mean, my kids leave the window shades closed all day. We can pretend it's for the environment and for the house, but they just don't open them. So, you know, you got to figure out a way to work with it. So a better solution is to have a pro install a smart home solution that incorporates motorized shades, and they can automatically go up and down based on the number of hours of daylight throughout the year. Now, with a system like this, you don't even have to think about whether they're up or down. Plus, they can also come down at a preset time in the evening to help ensure your security. Yeah, and as the days get shorter, they automatically adjust. So that's pretty cool. Now, another option is to have a pro install window film. Now, window films are very thin, and they're designed specifically to block certain UV rays. They can protect furnishings, and they can definitely help cut cooling costs in rooms where window coverings are not an attractive option. And unlike the window films you may think of from seeing cars with darkened glass, today's window film technology can give you an even better protection from the UV rays, and they can be completely 100% clear at the same time. And that's today's Pro Project, presented by Angie. Find expert pros available for hundreds of projects, upfront pricing, plus the ability to book and pay right from your phone. Download the app today. Margaret in Arkansas is on the line with a tiling question. What can we do for you? I've got a big imagination. I was hoping that there was a product out there that would equal it. I've got an old floor (laughs) (laughs) that I was hoping that I could maybe fill the cracks and the little places it's chipped out, and then refinish the whole floor to where it looked like new. Yeah, that's. I would not pursue that because, you know what, first of all, the reason it cracked is probably because the subfloor 
wasn't properly installed or is weakened for some reason because tiles don't bend. And if they're cracking, that means that the floor is weak underneath. So except for the occasional odd repair when you're just fixing like one one or two broken tile, it's not the kind of thing that you want to invest any time in whatsoever. So the best thing is just to take it up? or You can either take it up or you could actually put a new floor on top of that if you don't want it to be tile. You could, for example, install um, um, laminate floor on top of that, which goes down in interlocking pieces. And then that sort of floats on top of the tile. It's not physically attached. It just sort of stays in place by its own weight. It's really beautiful and very durable stuff and, and not too expensive. Certainly a lot less expensive than redoing the tile floor. Okay. Laminate is what it is called. Laminate. It's called laminate floor. There's lots and lots of different types out there. Okay. Thank you so much. All right, Margaret. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, Mark reached out to us through the website, and he says, I'm seeing a lot of advertisements for solar energy claiming that it adds value to your home. Is this true? Well, Mark, that's a really good question, and I love the idea of using the sun to help power the home, but I'm frustrated that it's really hard to do this given the barrage of like so much misleading information that's out there by those that are selling the solar energy, and your question really is only one of the very many claims that are being made. Yeah, and so in short, I think the answer is maybe, because certainly some home buyers will be interested to know that the home generates some or all of its own electricity, but others, frankly, just won't care, and they'll see all those panels as another thing they have to maintain. And worse yet, if the solar panels have been leased instead of purchased, another one of those tricky games the salesmen play, they lease them to make the deal sound really good, guess what? the buyers may not be willing to take on the added lease payment on top of what they're paying you for the home. They may want you to negotiate a reimbursement for the total amount left on that lease before they buy it. And I would not blame them one bit because when, you know, where else are you going to sell a home that comes with lease payments on some part of it? It just doesn't happen. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, oh, by the way, you also pay money every month to X, Y, and Z. There you go. Now, Aside from the value question, we also find that solar energy companies are pitching a wide variety of proposal and payment schemes from purchase to lease and something kind of in between the two. And always they are overly enthusiastic estimates of how much energy that you're actually going to generate, which might not be true. Plus, it's also very muddy what rebates are available because you've got rebates, you've got tax credits, and you've got SRECs or solar energy renewal credits where you earn credits based on how much energy you generate, and then you sell those credits, which are market-priced and hard to predict. So there's a lot of reasons that solar has become super complicated, and I think it's really sad because I think at the heart of the matter is that it's a good technology. It's just too darn hard to buy it right now, and so I think that's definitely hurting adoption. All right, now we've got a post from Kanani who wrote, um, she's asking about metal roofs. They're common in her area of the Southwest, and she's got one that came with the house that she bought. However, they still get leaks, and often you need to send somebody up to the roof to reinstall panel screws and re-caulk, which is really hard. Everything is super slippery. So I think she's just asking, you know, is it worth it? Can they maintain it? Should she keep it? 
Well, I definitely think you should keep it. I think it's unfortunate that you've got one that seems to need a heck of a lot more maintenance than others. Yes, they are very popular in the Southwest. They're also popular in the northern parts of the country, too, because they're great for homes that have you know, snow and, and severe weather. The fact that you have to uh, resecure these panels, though, kind of troubles me because that's very unusual. And I wonder why that's happening. I, th- I have a feeling that it has to do with the system that they used. And if the screws are backing out of holes and you're putting them back in the same holes, what is going to stop them from doing that again and again and again? Generally, you have to drive it into a new hole. I have a feeling, though, the way this was put together um, is basically causing this problem because that's very, very unusual. And I do think it's a good uh, roof idea because they last forever. I mean, they last 50, 75, 100 years. When I first started home inspecting many, many years ago, I was looking at homes that had metal roofs in the Washington, D.C. area that were over 100 years old and still were in perfect condition. So they, they're so good they outlast us if they're installed right. So I'm afraid, I'm sorry you're having that problem, but I'm thinking there may be a better solution than having to continually replace loose screws. All right, Kanani, I hope that helps you out, and good luck with the new house. You are listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show on what we hope is a beautiful summer weekend in your part of the country. We love being here, and we love helping you with your projects. If you've got some in mind that we didn't talk about today, reach out to us at one Money Pit or post your questions anytime at moneypit.com. Until then, I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Hey!